Cletus. Hey, Cletus. Wake up, man. The goofy boys, they posted a new episode of the podcast. Oh, the Neon Valley? No, they stopped posting episodes months ago, man. They quit. Yeah, no, I know, but I'm telling you they're back, dude. So turn on the podcast to Radio 7000 and let's kick it. Boy, that's right. You're gonna look like a a, a downright fool. A right fool. <laughs> a, a coolio foolio. Uh, I wouldn't go that far. Jesus. Whoa. I know we joke around here, but you know, that is a little much. Not about Jesus. Not about coolio. Oh. Okay. That's fair. It's gone too far. That's what I said. Jesus. Oh, wait. I think I lost you. Nothing can stop me from saying Jesus, other than taking the Lord's name in vain. That's true. Technically, you're not supposed to do that. So, I mean, I don't want to tell you what to do or not. Technically, you're not supposed to do anything. Mm. But I am supposed to introduce us to the Neon Valley episode 20, actually. Well, 21. Our, our 20th episode was live. Hello, it's nice to meet you, 21, 21th episode. I know. Hey, Neon Valley can buy alcohol. Hey. Yeah, that's pretty. I'll drink to that. That's pretty intense. <laughs> So it has been quite some time since we recorded our last episode, if I do declare. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, what you been up to? I, I don't know. There's been a small change in your life, I've heard. Uh, so what's what's been I, going on? Yeah, yeah. You know, just uh, a little thing, you know. Um, New haircut. I had a baby. Oh, my God. <laughs> yep. When? That's right. I am a father. Sorry, I'm not sure if my that's picking it up or not but no i got i got i got a little bit okay. of that although okay. it, it sounds like something else um, oh not as appropriate well when other people are clapping along as they like unwillingly will do you know it, it'll sound great of course of course it'll get drowned out yeah mm-hmm. uh <laughs> but yeah dude again congratulations i feel like i've said it a million times so I get, but I, you know, I should say it for the people. Congratulations, Mitchell. Thank you. On behalf of the people, I, I'd like to accept this nomination. My wife probably deserves it for doing a lot more of the work to be involved, but you know what? I'll take it on her behalf. It's a bold stance to take, man. It's a bold stance. <laughs> yeah, it is. And I, I'm going to take that shit. Yeah, she is beautiful. She's, oh my God, she's so cute. So the funny thing that I learned, because there's so many things you don't know about babies. Until you have one. Mm. Um, so one of those being that uh, when a baby is born via C-section instead of natural birth, they don't get like the cone head shape and their, their faces aren't as pulled back. Um, so they look more like the, the beautiful Gerber baby picture. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, did not know that was the thing um, until I was like, wow, she looks so beautiful. She's like, well, that's partially because it was a C-section. And I'm like, uh, no, it's because she's beautiful. <laughs> I guess I never really thought about that, huh? Where it's like, depending on how easily that sucker gets out of there, it might mold oh, and morph yeah. his head. Well, that kind of, so it's, so you're, wait, hold on. You're telling me that if I get that thing out in enough time, I can kind of mold it like a little Play-Doh and make it however I want? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah? Um, oh, hell yeah. I'm going to make, like, Andre the Giant or something, you know, but just out of my baby. There you go. That's like, uh, it's like Gumby. Yeah, exactly. Baby. That's where they got baby from was originally Gumby. But then they were like, oh, 
That's dumb. That was dumb. Yeah, Gumby Just predates babies for cut sure. That out. Yeah, Gumby came before babies. <laughs> oh, man. I'm, I missed you, buddy. Yeah. Even though we've been oh, talking. You, it's not like we haven't been talking between us. But God, right. Dude. It's like this entire time we haven't been doing the podcast. We have not been conversing at all. Yeah, this is the only time we talk to each other, guys. Uh, just so you know. So we, we want it to be authentic. Make sure to support this podcast. Otherwise, our friendship will just completely end. Uh, <laughs> that facts. Yes. Anyway, we were talking about the life that you spawned. Uh, <laughs> yes. Little, little Ari Montalano. Um, and yes, if you're wondering, we named her after an anime character from My Hero Academica. Ari. Acad- it's not Academia? Ac- oh, that's right. I worked at academica oh dude first ha did i just out anime you <laughs> bro come on uh actually um actually um actually it's called academia we, <laughs> we call it mha you know in the <laughs> community so no one really calls it by its full name uh so uh bro actually uh, most people just say my hero uh i don't even <laughs> most people say my uh and and they understand if they're cultured <laughs> it's, it's just called maha most people just say, oh, have you seen the new episode of Maha? <laughs> yeah, you've watched... Mm? <laughs> it just evolves. <laughs> <laughs> just grunts. Get up. Come on. Okay. My ADHD is kicking in, baby. But anyway, Aerie. So how, wait, how many weeks now? Is it eight, eight weeks, six weeks, eight weeks? What are we so on the 13th, it will be two months. For, so about eight weeks. Hell yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, those those pictures you guys are taking are so cute of the uh it's like that board, you know, it keeps track of the days and months stuff. Or it's like the blanket. Yeah, it's very nice being in the era of my camera on my phone is like super high def quality. So True. I'll have those. Um I like I knew I was transforming into a father when I actually, for the first time, bought, like, additional cloud storage space just for all the extra baby photos. You know, I was going to ask, so, because here's my curiosity. Do you think you'll eventually, over time, boil them down to, like, the prime picture? Or do you think you're just going to keep them all, like, if you can? like No, I'd, I'd probably keep them all. But I think I would definitely do is my favorites from, like, because we're almost at the point where we have, like, a photo of her every day, is, like, my favorites from her from each day, you know, the ones where maybe there's, like, a big smile or her eyes are wide open. Um, maybe get those printed out and actually still do, like, a photo album because I do like the idea of, like, having a photo album. Yeah. But, man, the convenience of the cloud storage is unmatched. True, true. Yeah. The, uh, maybe, oh, here we, here we go. You can make your child into content. <laughs> Do one of those things where you take a picture every day until they're 21. And then 21 years from now, you're going to have a sick video, dude. I, I'm not going to lie. If there was like each photo you get like a second on, so it takes 21 seconds to reach it. It'd be pretty interesting. Yeah. Wait, that would be every year. I said every day. So, oh, so 365 like, times 21. What's my where's my calculator? Yeah, it'd be a it'd be a lot. Of, actually, have you never seen have you seen that video before where it's like I think it was this girl um I think she started when she was 12 or 13 uh just taking the same picture every day for the last 10 years and it's like her going from 13 to 23 and it's really it's Oh, that's wild. Yeah, it's really insane watching it. Like obviously 
you kind of have to skip forward at a few parts. It's like five minutes long and it's nothing but just pictures, but it's like enthralling <laughs> because it's just like you're seeing this person, like these little minute changes. And then you'll notice one day she gets a certain haircut and then it's like her whole personality just looks totally different. And it's like, whoa, like that's that was like a change in your life. You know, like, I don't know. It's just interesting, like how quickly, like, you know, we, we can change. Oh, absolutely. Uh, that, that went on a weird tangent. <laughs> I mean, even already, we, we have a box of clothes that we've put aside because she's already outgrown a lot of her newborn clothes. And I'm like, girl, you're <laughs> barely about to turn two months old. I know that's I, I you know, I kind of remember Amanda mentioning that she was like, we're getting so many baby clothes from like family and friends, but she's just going to grow out of them in like a week. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Oh, and she has she's growing fast. <laughs> Well, how she's been sleeping wise, because that's always kind of like the nightmares you hear about is, you know, waking up every hour. So we're at the point where we give her a a decently sized bottle right before bed of NyQuil. And that'll you. be anywhere from 845 <laughs> to about nine ish. Um, and then from there, we get to about from two to four a.m. if we're super lucky She'll wake up, wake us up, we feed her a bottle, and then she's pretty much good till about six or eight-ish, just depending. Okay. Um, that's not too bad. I will say we're at the point now where it's like, because that's become the norm for us, it's not as bad. Um, right now, I have returned to work. Amanda is still on her leave, so I do about three days a week. Um, so like Saturday, Sunday, and then I'll do like Tuesday nights because I'm, I work from home the next day hmm. um, and she's covering the other nights, but I'll, I'll definitely take on more nights as she returns to work. So it's one of those, it's not like every hour um, in the first week, it was definitely a lot more consistent, but a part of that is you as a parent hears any noise and you're like, Oh my God, is she okay? Like you're yeah, so concerned. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that you're like checking on her. So I, I'm not sponsored <laughs> but I feel like I should be. And it's only tradition for us to mention some kind of company in our episodes that doesn't sponsor us. Yeah, but we have no this little outlet sock. And what it does is it monitors her heartbeat. It monitors her sleeping and it monitors her breathing. So if anything goes wrong, it'll start beeping to alert us. That gave us peace of mind where I used to feel nervous about falling asleep, like almost feeling guilty about it. Yeah. Um, and now I can fall asleep and that thing has gone off. And every time it's gone off so far, it's been like she was just moving around a bunch and usually because she was just waking up to eat. But there hasn't you know, been anything that was like, oh, my God, you know, this is an emergency. That's good. Knock yeah. on wood. Uh, but it, it definitely gives the peace of mind that it, if something were to happen, that we would be alerted. Hell yeah. That's good. Those sound hella sick, though. Like, that's... I mean, it makes sense that we've come that far with technology. I guess you just wouldn't know unless you have a baby. Like, why would you know that that exists kind of a thing? <laughs> yep. A again, I didn't even know it was a thing until one of my coworkers who has been a parent um, had let me know that was the only way that him and his wife got, like, sound sleep with, again, that, that same feeling of if something were to happen at least you have something to kind of give you that heads up. Yeah. 
Oh, that sounds stressful. Yeah, I know. I, I definitely resonate with what you mean, though. Like when you don't have a baby, your your kind of mindset is, oh, God, I would have to wake up every hour. This is going to suck. But in the reality of it is that once you're in charge of the life of this child, you're kind of like you, you have the anxiety. I'm sure you're ridden with the anxiety of like, well, I can't even sleep because I want to take care of the baby. I mean, like, because believe me, I know this doesn't compare by any means, but when me and Audrey uh, lost Bambino, our cat, uh, who was only about a year and a half old, uh, we had him for about six months, mm. and I think I might have brought it up before on the on the podcast. And again, again, I am prefacing by saying that I am fully aware that an animal is nothing like a baby. Totally understand. <laughs> and that's not even just for you, that's for people <laughs> listening, because I don't want people to flame me. But um, the point I'm getting to is... When he passed, it was so sudden and random that now any time Link, uh, you know, my new cat, makes any kind of sound that doesn't sound like a normal noise he would make, I'm like, what's wrong with you? What the hell's going on? And then I'm like eagle-eyed on him for the next 20 minutes. Be you know, if it's a random like, ah, I'm like, oh, he's dying. <laughs> and so I couldn't even yep, imagine. Yep, what's going on? What's yeah, wrong? Yeah. So I couldn't even imagine the level of stress I would have with a human life. That I'm taking care of so yeah I again like I know that they're not similar but that I resonate with that feeling of like oh man oh god yeah I would I would be freaking out <laughs> yeah absolutely because it's like the thing that had scared me and it happened when we were still in the hospital because once you have a c-section they have you stay in the hospital for two days um just to make sure that you recover well and um that you can walk around and move and I think it was the second it might have even been the first night she had just eaten she was laying down for a little bit and i i don't know if it was whether we didn't burp her well enough or it just happened but she spit up some milk and all i could picture is oh my god if i was asleep could she have drowned from that and oh, i became so paranoid at any time she made any new noise any time she moved and so that's when we'd come home and now i'm like well now i'm not even in a hospital where something went wrong at least there's doctor and nurses that i hit a button and they're in here yeah um Jesus. which shout out to nurses because i i legitimately called in a nurse because <laughs> okay so oh, here's something for everyone who's either about to be a parent or when you become a parent to know the first few uh number twos your child makes is pitch black tar oh yes i've been told that i've heard that and it was so bad and it was over so much of her that i called in a nurse because i'm like one i'm incredibly sleep deprived um <laughs> two i wanted to make sure that uh, and, and these are things to me i think it's just normal to talk about because i've been a parent Especially with a baby girl, you don't want to wipe anything into any area mm -hmm. because it can create bacteria and, and there can be problems. So I was so paranoid about cleaning her and wiping her off correctly that I called a nurse. And, and the nice thing is the nurse is in this wing because you're in a separate wing with all the parents who've already given birth. Uh, they're specifically there to help the parents and you know, they're, they're on shift, you know, 
throughout the night, you know, obviously there's multiple ships and other 24 hours, but they're there to help out. And, and I just remember her looking at me and seeing like the, the fear in my eyes and her being like, this is all. And in fact, it was good because if anything, they want them to go more because they need to get that all out of their system. But I was just like, it's like two or three o'clock in the morning um uh, amanda's obviously passed out because she had just given birth that night or the night before or the Mm -hmm. evening before and i was just like i don't what what do i do yeah no dude i I think i would have the same reaction and it's like you said you know that it's not like you're inconveniencing a nurse by asking for help because that's why they're there you know Yeah, there's specific nurses for parents that just had babies. Um, So I just want to say shout out to all the nurses because, man, they they definitely helped us out, taught us a ton of things. And then it was awesome because when we went home, they gave us a bunch of formula, diapers and stuff like that. So we had extra supplies. uh, So shout out to nurses. Hell yeah. That's super sick. Got a little care package on the way out, huh? Oh, yeah. Uh, but now she's growing and uh, she keeps her head up. She's at the point where she's reacting. So sometimes she's asleep and she reacts. Sometimes she's awake. But you'll kind of say her name in a in a higher pitched tone. And, and then she does like a big smile. And, and babies do this thing where they use their entire face and they kind of turn their head to smile because they're still trying to figure out yeah. how it all works. All their muscle functions uh, but, and stuff. <laughs> it's like oh, they, yeah, it's they know stu- what they're feeling. They just don't know how to do it. <laughs> A lot of headbutts to the face um, because she's at the point where she holds her head up, but sometimes she'll just fling her body while I'm holding her. And uh, yeah, I've, I've taken some some face shots uh, from a headbutt. <laughs> and pretty soon those will be the funniest thing in the world to her. She'll just be laughing her ass off in your face. <laughs> You're just bloody nose. And meanwhile, I got a black eye. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so uh, tell me, Tyler. Yes. What's new with you? Yeah. Nothing really. Got some uh got a new pair of shorts the other day. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Kind of nice. No, I'm in a, living in a different state now. Yes. Uh <laughs> a state I, of denial. Yes, the state of <laughs> depression. No, I've moved. <laughs> I have moved away. Yes, uh me and Mitchell no longer live in the same area. Bastard. So, I know. I know. I'm sorry. It wasn't. No, me. I'm just it kidding. Was. If we're being honest, it wasn't. No, I'm just kidding. No, yeah. Me and, uh, <laughs> no, me and my girlfriend moved out here to Oregon. Uh, I'm not going to dox myself any further than that, but. The old Oregon Trail. That's right. That's right. That game has new meaning now. It touches a little too close to home. I can only get like a round <laughs> in and then I'm like, oh, oh that game real. is home. All the cattle Oregon. and dysentery, it's everywhere out here. You wouldn't you wouldn't believe All it. All the dysentery. <laughs> Why are they dysentery? What did he do? Yeah, what, what did Terry do? Dude, that was the worst meme I think you've ever sent me. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, living out here is it's a bit different. There's a bit of a culture shock difference from living in uh, Vegas. You know, it's definitely not as fast-paced and, you know, like... I don't want to say high strung, but almost a little bit like Vegas has that kind of underlying tone of like, you know, it's Vegas. You know, it's like everyone's it's 24 hours. You know, it never stops here. It's like once you reach about at least midnight, it's like, OK, the the whole city's dead quiet. You know, you have a, a few stragglers, the college students coming home from the bars. But 
yeah I, it's 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 insane because there there are some crazy nights down here because um because of like the college students around town that like party because it's kind of like the party area you know and uh yeah you'll hear like gaggles and groups of kids just coming down the streets screaming gaggles throwing, of children throwing bottles yelling profanities and pronouns it's disgusting man it's insane it's it's insane no it's <laughs> no it's uh but it makes me realize sometimes i'm looking at these kids like hmm so that's what i looked like when i was 21 like this makes a whole lot of sense yeah yeah uh i feel like i don't know if it's just being in a new place but i also kind of feel like people are a bit like nicer here i don't know i it's like Everyone's just a little more chill, almost to a fault, where you'll just be having a small interaction with someone at a gas station, and then they kind of, like, continue the conversation. It's very genuine, and they want to know, but it's almost like, you know, they ask, hey, you got any plans today? And I might say, like, oh, no, you know, I might just go home, play a little bit of cyberpunk or something like that. And they're like, oh, cyberpunk. You know, I haven't been able to pick that up yet, but I've been playing a bit of God of War. Have you ever played that? And it's like... Oh, no, you know, I never checked it out. Oh, man, well, you know, I'm thinking about getting a PS5. And then it's like, I love that they're being so genuine and kind. But then at a certain point, I'm like, oh, whoa, I'm not used to this. Like, I I, do. Do I do I awkwardly just go? Yep. All right. Bye. Or do I like continue the conversation? I'm like, oh, my God, this is like a whole new experience. Uh, But yeah, because in Vegas, everything is so fast paced. You go into a restaurant or a store. It's like, what do you want? Okay, bye. You know, that's kind of the vibe yep um here people are just they got places to be yeah here's people are begging you to come in and hang out for a while um but no beyond that uh just recently got a new job out here set up and hey yeah that's right let's get some applause for uh tyler oh thank you thank you thank you so it's so far (laughs) yes me getting a new job far outweighs anything you've done in the last couple months (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> am i right am i right folks one of them pays bills one of them is a bill am i right <laughs> oh god i feel sick no uh no it's been a, it's been a lot of fun though and adjusting to a new place has been very strange been bouts of homesickness can't help that but uh it's mostly the people i'm realizing i'm not so much missing the heat and the vegas lifestyle that i've noticed like i'm not so much missing that it's genuinely just you guys my friends my family back there like the kind of interactions we would have in daily stuff like that that that's the more stuff i miss but i'm realizing like wow i really like the climate out here i like the weather i like the scenery the the vibe it's very cool nice thing is you're always just a plane right away yeah oh exactly oh yeah it's and it's super close i think it's only like um like an hour flight or something like that. It's it's a pretty short flight. Um, but it is about an hour and a half, two hour drive from Portland to get it because there's no airport near me. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Or at least internet or international airport. Like, I think there is an airport, but it only flies to like two or three different states or something like that. Like, it's weird. Mm, okay. I gotcha. Yeah. Um, all right. So, I, you know, oi. I guess it's a little late now to bring this up since we just did it. But yeah, this was kind of just a catch-up episode for us, by the way. Uh, we didn't have too much no plans. Tomatoes. Yeah, no. Or mustard. But, well, there would be tomatoes mm. if it was if it was a catch-up episode. But, oh, I guess that's true. Damn uh, it! <laughs> Joseph, 
Cut it out. Fire him. Deduct his pay. Anyway. Cut out all the tomatoes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we just kind of wanted to use this episode to catch up a bit. It's been like quite a few months since we've recorded our last episode, so uh, we didn't have too many topics. But Mitchell, before we talk about the movie Puss in Boots, The Last mm. Wish, I did have a little game for you. Okay. Um, Let's do it. Yeah, so at my new job, uh, I'm working at a place where they sell a lot of, like, worldly items. It's a lot of stuff from around other continents and stuff, you know, like different candies and and uh, snacks and, like, alcohol and tables and furniture and shit from, like, all around the world. And my favorite thing is reading some of the names of these candies from around the world, specifically the British ones. They're some of my favorite. Okay. Okay. And what I've done, this will only take a sec, but I've compiled a small list of some of my favorite funny British snack names, and I've made a game where I'm going to give you three names, and you have to tell me which one is the fake one. Okay? Oh, okay. You understand the rules? Yeah. Oh, no, I'm here for it. Okay. So I'm I'm picking out the fake name. Yes. Yeah, so it'll be four rounds, and there will be three names in each round. One of them is not real. The two others are. You're trying to figure out which one is it. Okay. Okay. So round one: fizzy dummies, strappies, or jammy dodgers. Oh man. Okay. So <laughs> off you thought rip. this was gonna be easy, huh? <laughs> off rip. Jammy Dodgers seems like the obvious fake one, but I almost feel like that's a red herring. What were the first two? Fizzy Dummies, Strappies, and Jammy Dodgers. I'm going to do a bad British accent for all these, by the way, because the only one... I'm going to say Strappies is the fake one. Wow! Ding, 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 ding! We have a winner! First round! Oh, yeah! Let's go! You're one and one. Yes, Jammy Dodgers are real. In fact, I tried them uh, last week. They are wildly okay (laughs) (laughs) they're like a biscuit with raspberry jam in the middle anyway all right round two also i'm sending you a screenshot of my uk smoothie mcskittles that i need you to to oh got you got you oh by the way don't be googling these i know i know you probably no no, no, i'm not i know you weren't i don't think you were but don't go no, I was just googling my smoothie McSkittles with a, a link to their page and a screenshot of the that bag specifically. I will see if they have them at my <laughs> store. Round two. We have Curly Whirlies, Gimblebots, and Freddos. Okay, so off rip. I want to go with Gimblebots. The thing that is, like, drawing me away from it was the second choice. You know, I'm sticking it. Gimbal bots. Ding, 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 ding. God damn, man. Good thing. Go with your gut. That's a winner. So Freddos Let's and go. Curly Whirlies are real. Uh, oh, by the way, I didn't even say in the first one. So, yeah, Fizzy Dummies are real. And uh, the Strappies were fake. You were correct, yes. Um, okay. Ooh. Round three. Fizzes, Lucky Taddies, and Jim Jaff Jeffries. Jim Jeff Jeffries is fake. You sure about that? Yep. You're 100% sure? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Those are real. That was kind of a... I didn't think you were going to get the first two rounds so easily, so that one I was kind of throwing you a bone a little bit. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, because I'm like, okay, Jim Jeffries is a British comedian. <laughs> but maybe he... You know, you never know. Okay, never mind. All right. Last round. 
There's gonna be there's a bit of a theme in this round, you'll notice as well. So <clears throat> okay. We have spogs, spangles, and squashies. Want me to run that by one more time? We got spogs, spangles, and squashies. I'm gonna say Spangles? You've been tricked, Mitchell. They're all real. Oh my god. Well, no, not all of them. Just in that last round. <laughs> I should make that clear. They're not all I, real. I, the reason why I thought Spangles was because I'm like, all right, we, we have the Star Spangled Banner, so, so they wouldn't want to make a candy. <laughs> Wait. Wait, did I make up that? Wait, hold on. Oh my god, this is hilarious. I actually can't remember which round I didn't make one up for now that I'm looking at it, now that I think about it. No, that was the one. That that was... Okay. Or are Gimbal bots real? Hold on. No, I got... Hold on. <laughs> Stop. No, okay. Gimbal bots are not real. Okay. Okay. We're good. Oh, that's hilarious. What, what happens if you search Gimbal bots? I just got a Twitter page. I just got like a random... Oh, Twitter page. I accidentally typed in Gimbal Boys Gimble and a Boy. country singer came up. John Paul Gimbal, born May 30th, 1926, died May 9th, 2015, was an American country musician associated with Western Swing. Gimbal was considered one of the most important fiddlers in the genre. He was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1999 in early influence category as a member of Bob Willis and the hit Bob Willis and his Texas Playboys. Wow. Hell yeah. Mitchell, this is going to be... <laughs> that's that's him, and that's going to be the, the, the cover photo for this episode of the podcast. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it was going to the Gimple Boys. Back that's at it name. again. Oh my god, that's the name of the episode, too. Yep. Game, the Gimble Boys are back at it. Yep. The Gimble Boys. Oh. <laughs> Jesus. Rest in peace. Whoa, he was born in Tyler, Texas. That's weird. And he died in, in Mitchell, Mitchell, Arizona. <laughs> that, that would be, I'd be like, all right. Something is, something is aloof. We are the Gimbal Boys. Oh, man. Okay, so last week, and by last week, I mean four months ago. <laughs> I, I requested that we watch... A little movie by the name of Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. Uh, the only movie in the Puss in Boots franchise. Don't Google it. It's the only one. You're suspiciously quiet like you're Googling it. Well, here's the thing. I remember thinking, I'm like, wait, was that like the second or third movie? Like, I, for some reason, Salma Hayek was in that movie? Yeah, she was Kitty Soft. Like, now, now I realize she was the other, the, the other cat. Santa Caloma! Yeah, sorry. <laughs> but I didn't realize that was her voice, but now I like distinctly hear it. Right, yeah. Oh, you can't unhear it. Once if you when you go back and watch it again, you'll just be like, "Oh, yeah, that's just straight up Salma Hayek. She's not even putting on a voice." <laughs> Absolutely. I was going to say Antonio Banderas is like one of my favorite actors. Oh, 100%. Though he was great in this. I I thought that Perito was um Buscemi for for like the first couple minutes of the movie. Oh my god, that would have been hysterical. 
like I thought he was just doing a voice, like a higher pitched voice, because you know his voice is usually a little lower than Perito sounded. But I didn't know. I was like, is that him? I, but it might just be because he kind of looks See, like him. That's fucked up. That's I'm sorry. It does. I, I I recognize him, but it's because that actor is on uh, What We Do in the Shadows, uh, which is an incredible TV show that I highly recommend recommend to anybody who hasn't seen it i know um, he's hysterical i need to watch it and you're talking about the uh the british one right or like the it's like a british show isn't it i think or no oh, well i'm, I'm sure there's a version, british version yeah but the american version like amanda and i every episode are just rolling wow okay i'll have to check it out because I've, I've heard the british one is really good i don't think i've heard much about the american one but i haven't heard bad things so that's usually oh yeah audrey would like Audrey would like it. I had a, uh, when I wanted to watch What We Do in the Shadows was around the same time that Free Guy came out, and Taika, Taika Waititi is a writer of What We Do in the Shadows, Ooh. and um, I was kind of boycotting everything he did, but we're cool now. We're cool oh. now. Okay, uh, cool. Yeah. Cool. Uh, he, he has that new show that um, Our Flag Means Death, and it's fucking amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it's a new season just started actually this past week, and it's hilarious. Let's go gay pirates. Whoa! Uh, anyway, so <laughs> we, we haven't talked about the movie at all. This will probably be a little more free-flowing, looser review of us talking about it, because it's been quite a while since we watched it. Um, I don't know. Did you re-watch it recently? No, I want it to be authentic to us watching it and then reviewing it. Um that's what I'm going to go with. Yeah, that makes total sense. Because watching it again <laughs> would totally... You would just forget everything you thought the first time. <laughs> exactly. I don't want to replace my memories. I got, I got like, a, a bunch of notes in here. <laughs> You'd be like a different person. I am glad you have notes. Because, yeah, I, I do remember the movie very well. I actually... I saw it in theaters twice. And I saw it at home with my girlfriend about three or four times at least since it's released ah. it was kind of one of those movies that we would throw on in the background whenever we couldn't decide what to watch and we knew we were going to bed soon or we had to do dishes or you know what i mean like that type of thing and that was for a little while like the go-to movie of just like okay let's just throw this on so oh yeah, yeah. and I'll, I'll also say between the two of us you are like way more likely to rewatch a movie i have very like few specific movies i rewatch um because i'm the kind of person where i'm like well now i want something new you know it's funny you say that that that's only been more recently for me as well i i had like a i did like a parabolic wave <laughs> in in how i watched movies because like growing up i would religiously re-watch movies like to to like a fault like I would mm. watch Spider-Man, like the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movie, and then the second the credits started, I would go to the main menu and play the movie again. And I think I did that for, like, at least a couple weeks after the movie came out. And so I would watch it, like, twice a day. Oh, wow. I also did the same thing with Donnie Darko in, like, my freshman or, or sophomore year of high school. Like, I remember finishing that movie one day and being like, I could just watch it again and just restart but but again that's also one of those movies that you kind of dissect while you're watching it so it's not like i'm just sitting there mindlessly like oh I'll just watch this usually it's like oh man i want to see what that scene is like now that i know this context and like this you know like 
Uh, I was very interested in that side of it. But then as I got older, I stopped watching movies twice at all. Like I would say between like 20 years old and like just a year or two ago, not even, I never rewatched movies except for like the classics that I loved. I wonder if that says more about movies made during that period in 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 uh, a more broad sense of it. Because uh, the only ones that I would rewatch would be like holiday movies. Um, and Undercover Brother was one that like if it was ever on. I'm like, hell yeah, I'm going to watch this again. That review came out, right? That. Please tell me that one came out. I have to double check because. Oh, I, th- I think it did. That that review, I'm pretty sure that was. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah. That was, that was episode 13. Movie. Wow. It, I always forget how many episodes we've done, even though we've literally said episode 20 multiple times this episode. <laughs> Okay, Mitchell, so that was about 20 minutes of us not talking about uh, <laughs> Puss in Boots, The Good. Last Wish. I might have to cut out some of that. Maybe we'll make some of that the uh, extra extra bits we post or uh, Patreon stuff. I don't Ooh, know. There we go. Yeah, because that, yeah, that, I apologize <laughs> for anyone who's like, ah, finally, they're talking about Puss in Boots. And then we rambled I don't apologize. for about 20 minutes. Uh, that's fair. Stand your ground. Uh, we <laughs> stand your ground. Okay. What did you think of Puss in Boots The Last Wish, Mitchell? So, at first, the animation kind of threw me off. Uh, but it was one of those, I think... And, and I think this happens with a lot of people, right? When you see a different animation style, you're like, Oh, that's kind of weird. I'm not used to that. And then pretty quickly, it, it'll make, it makes sense for the movie. You know, whether it is the way that they move is fitting the narrative or the style. Um, I, I thought it did really well. Overall, I I was a big fan of this movie. Um, there was a lot of really good quotes, and I think it was one of those. It was able to entertain a wide range of age audience, and it, it did such a great job of kind of picking up on that Shrek vibe, because Shrek did that incredibly well. Uh, and Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, big fan. Yeah. No, I I 100% agree. Um, This is probably one of my favorite movies of the last couple years. Uh, It's up there, for sure. And not even just in the sense of like, oh, a kid's movie or anything. Like, I just think that this is genuinely a great movie from start to finish. Yep. I I thought, like, like, for example, the premise was really good about he has nine lives and hasn't kind of realized he's gone through a bunch of them. You know, there's definitely a lot of ways that that kind of correlates to, you know, adults feeling like, you know, I, I went through my, my 20s, for some even, you know, my 30s, and, and maybe didn't take everything, you know, uh, or appreciate everything as much as I could have. Mm-hmm. Uh, the villain introduction was really cool as well. I I got oh, yeah. very much like anime vibes from uh, a lot of the fights in this, really. Yeah, um... Oh, God, the villain is incredible. Like, one of the best villains in a animated movie for a long time that I can think of. Yeah. Um, really memorable, a great great voice acting, great, like, the, the, That was imagery. the other thing. The voice acting in this was so good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and, like, it's weird to say for an animated movie, but it's true. The cinematography was really good because you mentioned that the the reveal of the villain, there's, like, a moment where... Puss is at like a bar top after he die, or he finds out he's on his last life and he's kind of like trying to skirt it off. He's kind of like, ah, I'm puss in boots. Fuck you. I'll never die. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, and he's at this bar top and the bartender leaves. So he's left alone. And 
you see him kind of like look to the right and there's nothing there. And then he looks down and looks back up and then the brim of his hat clears the screen. And then you see uh, the villain sitting there who spoilers is death. Uh, <laughs> they don't great really... twist at the end. I, yeah. I was not expecting that actually. Really? Really? I, I no, I, I, I didn't see that coming. I kind of, I saw it coming about a quarter halfway into the movie and I actually didn't like it how they resolved that. Maybe I'll get into that a little bit later. Um, that's the only thing that I did. But again, it's how you mentioned how it's kind of a movie for everyone, kids, adults. So they can't really leave things too ambiguous. They kind of have to boil things down so a little kid will understand. It's a Puss in Boots movie, you know, at the end of the day. Um, right, yeah. At but, the end of the day, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but also, this is one of those movies that I think... It's the point I make when people try to use it's just a kid's movie as an excuse for bad movies. This is the right. movie I think of when I'm like, no, that's not an excuse because there are amazing kids movies, quote unquote. Like th there's like you even have freaking back when we were kids, the SpongeBob movie. You know, I know it's a SpongeBob oh my movie. My god, that was so but it's amazing. I might need to rewatch that for the podcast just because it was super funny. <laughs> and I'd love to like go back, rewatch it, and and see my thoughts. But but not to get too sidetracked. No, no, not at all. No, I, I agree. Um, but yeah, even Shrek, the original Shrek. Like, there's movies that are, like, I wouldn't even call them kids' movies. I guess family movies is the best definition because it's really just kind of for everyone, you know? Um, but yeah, because... So I oh by the way I did watch the Mario movie since we last talked. And oh thank podcast. God! Yeah, I did finally watch that. I, I didn't. I wanted us to talk about it on the podcast a little bit, so I didn't tell you I watched it. Um, and don't worry, anybody who's who's freaking out and they're like, God fucking damn it, they're not going to talk about Puss in Boots. They're going to talk about Mario now. <laughs> uh, no, I'm not. We'll talk about it in another episode. We are. But yeah, no, we'll talk about it in another episode. But yep. the only thing I will say is that I think the mario movie could have been more and this is the kind of movie that that i point to when i go like why couldn't they have been creative with a character like mario like this and i know it's different because you know it's a video game there's kind of lore they have to base it around but i it's still just there's like there's that sense of like when people go oh well mario's just a kid's movie that's why it's it's there's really nothing to it i'm like well there could have been something to it like more to it but eh. By the way, I didn't hate the Mario movie. I'm going to say that. I did like it. I enjoyed it very much. I was going to say, I think we're going to have a problem. <laughs> yeah. No, I did enjoy it very much, but I also felt like it was just kind of a movie. Does that make sense? Like, it was like, oh, it's a really good movie. That And that's like my review. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll save my thoughts for, for when we talk about it, because I definitely have, have thoughts. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And we will get into that. Uh and again, like I'm saying, I did not hate it. I don't want people to flame me in the comments or be like, oh my God, he fucking hated the Mario movie. No, no, I really enjoyed it. A lot of the scenery was great. The, great. the animation was great. The fucking set designs were amazing. The fucking, like, yeah, the, the, believe me, the, the music was a little weird at times, but okay, we're not going to get into it. Puss in Boots. We're talking about that. <laughs> yeah, we are. So, so yeah, go ahead. I would say it's funny because I have a lot of notes and some of them I'm like, okay, I think I remember this. And other ones I'm like, I have no idea what this is referring to. But like there's one I have where, and I think Death cuts him up and then he has to escape through like a sewer, right? Yes, which by the way, that 
when I saw the drop of blood, I was a little taken back. I was like, oh. I was, I was like, proud of them. Yeah. Yeah, for, for going there. But I, I made the note, the amount of infections in open yes! cut exposed to fecal matter would cause would be enough to kill him. Dude, he's literally in like shit water, I think, like right after that. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're 100% right. I thought about that too. I was like, oh no, that's not good. Is this is this the true killer oh. of the movie? Which that would have been funny. Is it like... <laughs> It's like, no, it's a staph infection. <laughs> poor hygiene is is the real poor killer. But I there was a, a note that I, I didn't want to miss where I liked because they went with a different animation style. I wasn't expecting Shrek the whole time. Um, I, I felt like the animation style helped it stand out from being another Shrek movie. Wow. You know what? That's a really good point. I never even really thought about that angle, but that's so true. Like... In the original, there is there is a first Puss in Boots movie, by the way. For an, uh, oh, you got me, everyone. The uh, my joke at the beginning didn't land. We got him. No, the, there is in the first Puss in Boots movie, you do kind of have that vibe. It's almost animated exactly the same as like Shrek Two or Shrek Three. So mm. you're almost waiting for Shrek to show up. But in this, you never get that vibe like at all. That's interesting. That's a good point, my friend. Uh, yeah, no, that intro hmm. scene, though, with the giant, that was very anime. That, some of those shots felt straight out of, um, fuck, the fuck is that show called? Oh, my God. Attack on Titan. Some of those shots felt straight out of Attack on Titan. For oh, yeah. Yeah, I see what you're saying there. Yeah. The, the rooftop runs and then he uses, like, yep. the rope to, like, wrap around his head and he runs up on the rope and, like, yeah, it... It felt very influenced, which, by the way, these are, I think I read it's like two out of the three or four producers of the Spider-Verse movie. So that's where that kind of influence comes in. Hmm, okay. I could definitely see that, especially with the animation style. I also wrote Lion King tribute question mark. What, well, I I'm think, trying to remember. I think maybe the little, the, I was about to say the little old lady, but I don't think she's really a little old lady. But I, um, the, the, the old lady, she holds up uh, Puss in Boots. Like at the front door or something, kind of like simple. Oh, okay, yeah. I, I think maybe that might be the reference. I don't know. Uh, but anyway, yeah, he he decides that he doesn't want to be Puss in Boots anymore after having a face-off with this villain who almost kills him. Because this, as the song says at the intro, it's all, it all ties together. He's never been touched by a blade. He makes that a point. I've never been touched by a blade. And then this yep. one guy just nicks him on the forehead. And it, it breaks his entire ego. <laughs> um, and yeah, which, speaking of which... Ooh. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, 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 please, please. I was just going to go say, to the next scene. Um, the, him doing a funeral for his identity, I while it felt kind of lighthearted, I also thought that was very deep. Like, I, I thought it was very interesting that he went through this whole, whole process of... I am no longer this person to the point where, like, he actually buried that identity. Yeah. No, I, I, I won't lie. That it's not. Of course, I wasn't getting like emotional, but I was like, oh wow, there's, that's like something to that. And then, of course, they they do cut it with that joke where he's like, well, if nobody's gonna say any words, I might as well, you know. And like, it's <laughs> it's fucking funny though. The, the jokes in this movie, I don't think, that, I can't really and maybe i just forgot them because they weren't great but there really aren't many jokes that don't land or that are like really cringy like they're all really well thought out and paced um there isn't really any like fart or poop jokes which are in the shrek movies so 
it's not like I would be surprised if they showed up here, but they don't. But again, they, it gave it a different feel. Yeah. Like, I think the only, like, poop jokes you get are when he's going to the bathroom at the at the cat center, like, at the old lady's house who has, like, a million cats. Oh, yeah. But the joke is that there's a line of, like, 50 cats waiting and just staring at him while he's trying to take a shit. <laughs> like, that, like, that's hilarious. Like, it's not the joke isn't haha funny poop. It's that this cat is, like, an inch away from his face. Like, hey, are you done? Like... <laughs> Like, I don't know. It's... Oh, yeah. And and I think it did a good job of using a dialogue line that isn't necessarily set up as a joke. To Like, there was one quote I had. You think this is the first time I've been stuffed in a piano? <laughs> I don't even remember who said that. I think that was Neither one of the bears. I. I'm assuming Puss in Boots, but... Maybe, But, actually. man, that was funny. Yeah, because the bears were hilarious. The The three bears... Um, oh yeah and uh which they show up goldilocks goldilocks yeah they show up to the the old lady's house looking for him because uh they have a they got a mission they're trying to do uh i thought i almost hated this movie because i thought that one of those bears was james corden Do you know who that like the old the, the the baby bear the yeah the like the late night talk show host guy like oh yeah yeah um and I hate his voice and I hate him but then as the movie kept going I was like wait that's not him wait this guy's way more likable all right thank I'm god. in yeah thank god because James Corden is like the guy they hire when they're making an animated movie and they need just a British guy. And they're like, oh, let's get James Corden. Like, every every fucking time. There's a lot going on in this movie, too. Because even with Goldilocks and the Three Bears, you have this theme of not knowing what you really have. You know? Uh, looking for a home that's not... Look, looking for a home that's not yours and realizing you already have everything you need type of thing. Which is cliche, but it's done really well in this movie. Oh, yeah. Especially with not the main character. I think when you can show kind of character arc... Uh, character arcs and growth with not only not the main character like quote-unquote villains um Mm -hmm. it's a it's a cool way to pull off again growth and character development yeah and speaking of which this is one of the few movies that has multiple villains but doesn't feel messy because you have like death as the main villain well not even really the main villain it's kind of like the main like i don't know background i feel like he's the driving force more than the villain that's yeah that's kind of what i was leaning uh leaning towards a little bit more uh yeah he's like the driving force while jack horner is the main villain which is uh john mulaney (laughs) an incredible selection for that character i think on top of like his size but one of my favorite quotes from the whole movie was they they say jack horner and he goes mr jack horner sir and then she goes ha i barely know her like off in the distance and i was like (laughs) oh my god they made that joke it oh so good i was so proud of them oh man that's amazing yeah that that whole scene where like the two sisters show up and like have like the draw yeah in the their little interaction with jack horner it's great it's man like i I can't remember it but yeah he he promises to to give them their weight in gold and turns one of them into gold using the midas touch uh genius genius it's hilarious 
Um, Again, I like the way that he collected all these different things. I will say (laughs) the loophole for the Excalibur was fucking hysterical. Oh, how he just had it with the rock on it? (laughs) Yeah, he just had it with the rock taken out because it's like, well, I couldn't pull it out of the rock, but it, it still works. Yeah, you know what? That actually, that made me think when I was watching it, like, how dope would it be if, if like, imagine in, like, a serious, like, like an anime, let's say. Like, if it, if there's, like, a serious anime about, like, uh, King Arthur and stuff like that, and it's someone who wasn't able to remove the sword from the stone, but they chiseled the sword out and then sharpened the stone around the sword so that it was still the sword, but they never actually got it out of the stone. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, yeah. Ooh, to pretend that they were i just like picturing them using it as a warhammer instead but that that could also be a really good premise yeah where it's like someone pretending yeah it got my brain going but this that's my favorite thing about movies like this is that like when they do creative shit like that it gets my creative brain going and it's like i like that that's my favorite thing is when it gets people like thinking you know and like gets your brain going um it's such a creative movie oh yeah the panic attack scene oh my god i was hoping you would bring that up it this is one of the most, like, realistic representations of a panic attack I think I've ever seen, and I can't believe it's in a Puss in Boots movie. Yeah, they they did. The only other thing where I've seen it and been like, oh, shit, I, I feel that. I might be biased, but Naruto actually has a really good panic attack scene. Ooh, I don't think I've ever seen it. And, and what I like about it, too, is... It's at a time where he's completed, like, a majority of his, like, really rigorous training. And it's the news that he gets given and at that moment feeling like, oh, my God, I went through all of this work. I've done everything I possibly could. And it's not going to matter. And he just collapses and he starts breathing heavy. And it's it, it, it just humanizes him so much where you're like, whoa yeah Uh, but again like this did the kind of same thing where he just has to get away he's his eyes are just big he's breathing really heavy um it it did a really good job of portraying you know what happens when you get in that kind of state and what i really liked is that perito comes over and literally just lays his head on his on his lap he doesn't like overemphasize like oh you're gonna be okay it's everything's fine like it's just a very simple like he's just there with them yes it's just hey it's all good and like sometimes that's the best thing and the only thing you need when you're having a panic attack isn't for someone to tell you like hey snap out of it you're fine you just need someone to put their arm on you and be like hey it's cool you know like you're good you know what i think it kind of does is and it's something i feel like both my therapist that i had at one point and i think you had even told me that it helped with anxiety was doing the you know look at things around the room what are things you can hear what are things you can smell what are things you can touch to kind of ground you back to your senses yeah and so with him like laying his head on there and i think even after a little bit he actually starts to pet him it like gave him something to kind of ground him to yeah he even he like starts matching perito's breathing you know yeah yeah Mm -hmm. it's 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 so like weirdly masterfully done (laughs) like in such a simple scene 
Yeah, because uh, like it could have just been a scene where oh the the you know the scary monster chases him out of the cave and oh I'm scared and then Perito runs up and slaps him and goes snap out of it you know and he's like oh sorry you know and it could have been played for a laugh or like a like a dumb kid joke or something but no it, it was like a really touching genuine scene of like oh wow like I'm feeling emotions. <laughs> uh, oh, absolutely. I, yeah. Um, so yeah, I know we don't have to lay out the entire plot for everyone because most of the people i'm sure have seen it by now if they're listening to this and stuff but yeah so he's they're looking for that main wish so they end up in kind of like another realm almost yeah it, it teleports them to i don't i don't know if it was like a, a fairy tale place but it was also like your was it like your inner desires or inner fears are what created the world around you i i can't remember the exact i think it was fears yeah either it was fears or it was kind of the idea of your intentions like like what like if your intentions are selfish oh, when you go right. to try to get yep. this wish then things are harder for you um or like yeah i don't know because I, I i can't remember exactly or even if they really say exactly what it is i don't remember but yeah like uh puss in boots he originally has the map and it's like this really treacherous landscape they have to go through um and then perito's like here let me see it and then he touches it and it's like what are you guys talking about it's it's the lazy waterfall that leads us to the row of daisies and yeah then, and they're like you hold on to the map yeah and then it's great because as they're following because jack horner comes in behind them and starts following them along along with goldilocks which again they're also kind of a villain at the beginning because they are trying to get puss in boots and like use him for nefarious reasons you know they're not like good people so uh it's like almost an ensemble movie in a way <laughs> oh yeah um like uh what is it knives out like one of those where there's a whole bunch of different groups going for the same thing with different um motives yeah no not knives out but i, I feel like i know what you're talking about I do know. Yeah, what you mean. I, I, I don't know why I knew that. If I said that, you would know what I meant. <laughs> Almost uh, like a. Uh, this is a different, totally different thing. But wait, do you remember the movie Rat Race? I heard about it. It had uh, Mr. Bean in it, and it's it's like a bunch <laughs> of people all trying to get to the same place. That's like for a prize or something. Either way, yeah, it's like it's like an ensemble movie. But um, okay, did you have any more notes? Because I want to try to bounce off some of those oh yeah so just a few more um i i guess in contrast to you actually really like how they ended it with death oh i do like how they ended it i i should i didn't know how to choose my words when i was saying that because i didn't want to spoil anything but i didn't but but anyway i'm sorry continue continue i'll explain later yeah i, I liked how they ended it with death i have a, two notes that I don't, I don't know what they're talking about, but I, I wrote them. One, I like that he mentions he was worried he would come out naked. <laughs> I'm glad my clothes grew, too. Yeah. Yes, he did. Oh, that's right. It was Jack Horner. Yeah, he like, he because he has his bag of tricks, and I think he had like the eat me cookie from the Alice in oh, Wonderland. Oh, yeah, to grow. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, I'm glad my clothes grew, too. I got really scared or something. <laughs> And then a note about ethical business practices. Oh my god, we didn't talk about the best character. <coughs> oh my Oh my god, it just made me cough. <coughs> Dude, uh Jiminy. The uh 
Oh my god, that's right. Oh, I don't think these are the most ethical business practices, Jack. <laughs> Dude. That. Oh, you're evil. Like, his character of being, like, uh, supposed to be the conscious, the conscience on Jack Horner's shoulder, and just Jack Horner having no conscience at all, just being a sociopath. And he's sitting there like, oh, are you sure you should do that? And he's like, yeah, why? It's like, dude, it's, oh my god, it's so funny. I got funny. my work cut out for me on this one. <laughs> and there's that, because there's that anime style shot where he's like, he's like, oh my god, your plan is, is evil. The things you're doing, they're evil. You're evil. And right when he says that, it like does the anime <laughs> lines and has like the intense fucking like zoom in. I was like, I got very, was it Jimmy Stewart vibes from uh, Jimmy? Yes, dude, yes. I felt like he was doing a Jimmy Stewart impression. Uh, yeah, they're like, okay, we want you to be Jiminy Cricket, but just picture you're Jimmy Stewart in, in that. I mean, they're both named Jimmy. Well, yeah. I guess Jiminy. Jim, Jiminy, yeah. Jeru. Uh. <laughs> uh, and then wow. I, the one of the, I guess, overarching last notes that I have was early on in the movie, I remember asking... I'm curious why he doesn't go to Shrek instead unless he feels embarrassed. And then at the end, they ended up tying in Shrek. Yeah, there is a little like uh, a little uh, Avengers style end credit scene where he's like, oh, we're just going to go see some friends. And then it cuts to the far, far away yep. land, you know, as they're pulling up on the boat. So, yeah, I, don't know. I did hear that there's supposed to be like a Shrek reboot kind of sequel type thing happening. Um interesting but i hope that they don't animate it like this you know like i and that sounds weird because i love this animation and it's fucking amazing but if they make a new shrek movie i, I don't know maybe it could work but i just feel like it would be weird if they tried to animate it like this there yeah because i i watched the new um teenage mutant ninja turtles movie that came out as well oh that's right i forgot that came out yeah and you know i'd be interested for you to watch it um if you don't watch it maybe i'll have you do it in the next couple weeks for the podcast i don't know but oh, there we go i would be interested for you to watch it only because i feel like this movie and that movie uh like puss in boots and the tmnt movie they're kind of like steeped in the same origin of like what they're trying to do but I don't think that the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie does it as well. And I'd be interested to talk about why. Or if you even agree. Or if you think that, no, it did it better. Or like, oh, it's just as good. Or You know what I mean? Yeah, you are. Yeah, I cut out just for uh, a few seconds. So yeah, I guess we'll wrap up the conversation a little bit here about the movie. But I will talk about my little thing with the death scene. Like the final thing yes. with death. Um, so... I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Oh, I figured it out. And I wish that they didn't just outright say it. But it, it's how he says it. it. Because they're kind of talking and then he's, you know, it's this dramatic face off. And then the, the wolf, you know, death goes, by the way, I'm death. And not not metaphorically or like figuratively or any kind of other thing like that. I'm just straight up death like I, and i'm not exaggerating that's like word for word what he says and that was the only thing where i'm like really like you couldn't have just hit, have him be like i'm death and then that's like oh then your brain starts go wait is he actually death like is he just a, a figment of his imagination that's but you know like i feel like it it just kind of tried to too plainly make it clear of like hey everyone this is death 
there is no other thing about like i don't know i don't know <laughs> i hear you i almost but i think that might almost be a little bit more of that felt like an anime dialogue of him cementing i am death because uh, that is the kind of dialogue that I think I would hear in an anime. And so for me, I was like, yeah, I, maybe that's why I had so much more regard for this movie as well as there was a lot of things that felt like I was watching an anime um, when it was like the comedy. It, I, I felt like it was able to to hit a lot of different levels in terms of, again, different ages. Uh, mm. Yeah, man, this this was a solid movie. Yeah, no, it's. It's great, man. Uh, sorry, you did you did break up a little bit there on the end. Oh. I should be able to fix it though. In the okay, I agree one hundred percent. Like even like I said, even though I I have that tiny little gripe about I think it being on the nose, like that's it, it, it's not like this movie was trying to be subtle. That's not really like the the goal of a Puss in Boots movie, isn't to be some like subtle fucking oh Artur kind of thing. But what it does with what it has is like incredible. Like it's such a good movie um, from start to finish that, yeah, I like I've, I'm head over heels about this movie. I think that especially for being a sequel in a series that seems like so stale, if you tell someone like, oh, yeah, especially in 2023, oh, the, the new Puss in Boots movie. It's like, oh, are you kidding me? Fucking we. Sh- yeah, we, we've had Shrek movies coming out since 2006 or whatever, if not earlier. And, you know, they had Christmas specials and Halloween specials and and spinoffs, and he already had his own movie. And so it's like when you tell someone, hey, go watch Puss in Boots 2, they almost don't believe you that it's good. It's like, oh, okay, I guess I'll go check it out. Because I think even when I first mentioned it to you, you were kind of like, really? Are you, are you sure? <laughs> it's good? Did you get hit in the head there? Yeah, like... Are you sure? But I'm I'm glad you you really liked it. Are we ready for our final ratings? Absolutely, Mitchell. What do you give Puss in Boots: The Last Wish? It's so funny because I don't think that there's a single thing I could pick out wrong with this movie. But I think I'm going to give it a nine out of ten because I feel like if it wasn't meant for kids to also be able to enjoy. I almost feel like they could have done more with it in terms of making it maybe a little more gritty at times. I, I think they did an incredible job. It, it was really well done. Um, I, I don't think there was anything wrong with it. I just wonder if this was made for like a more uh, adult audience, could you have done more with it? Not even say that they necessarily could have, but uh, I'm going to yeah. give it a, a very respectable solid 9 out of 10. A hard 9. I get you. No, that's fair. I I agree, but I also think that if they did anything more, would it almost be goofy because you're watching like these cartoon cats and dogs being super gritty and serious? You know what I mean? Like, I, it's almost kind of like that balance of like maybe true, this yeah. is like the best you can get for. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but no, yeah. I oh yeah. I said a hard nine is what you seem to have come yeah. to is a hard nine. Um, but no, yep. for for me. I it's hard for me to not give this a 10 out of 10 because it's yeah it's it's really hard for me to find any flaws with it at all and I and I'm not super generous with my 10 out of 10s I'm I'm pretty no no you're not yeah so it seems kind of strange but um 
I mean, shit, it's hard for me to deny when it's a movie I've rewatched almost six or seven times and it only came out six months ago or something, you know? Uh, so yeah, I, I think it's a solid 10 out of 10. Who knows? Over time, it might go down a little bit or it might just solidify itself as where it is, you know, even more. Yeah, I'm happy with that. All right. Are you ready for your movie? Lay it on me. I got a spooky one for you since uh, it's it's Halloween season. Let's go. This is called Possum, but it's spelled P-O-S-S-U-M. There's no O. Oh. In the beginning. I'm going to hurt your feelings. I've seen this. (gasps) You've seen this? Yeah. The guy who has the spider doll in his backpack. Oh, bro, it's so good. It's really good. It's fucking weird, but it's so it's good. It's such a great movie. Yeah, I'm sorry, man. Did you have a backup? Did you have yes, some... yes, I do have a, a backup, actually. You know what? Because that's such an obscure movie that I'm surprised you even have mentioned, I think we should take an episode this month and put that aside. Like, maybe next episode, or like t- like two episodes from now, three episodes We'll put aside time and actually talk about that movie because that is a great movie. Um, like, There's so many, so many great elements that I, I won't get into now because I think we should definitely discuss it. But wow, yeah, that that's, that's great. Good choice, good choice, man. I'm sorry, I'm sorry though. But wait, did you have a backup? <laughs> yes. Okay. So the backup, as long as you've been seeing this one, is called Cobweb, and I actually think this is on Netflix. Oh, it's new, right? It's it's new. Yes, it, it came out in 2023. Yes. Dude, thank uh, you. July. I want I want to watch it so bad and you just gave me an excuse to actually sit down and watch it. I yes, that looks so good. Fun fact about that movie. <laughs> and this is all I know about it cuz again, I I haven't seen it or anything. It came out the same weekend as Oppenheimer and Barbie and it was attempting to be this kind of anti-movie where it's like, "Oh, well, <laughs> all the losers that are going to go see barbie and oppenheimer the cool kids are going to go see cobweb and it kind of didn't realize that no everyone's going to go fucking see barbie and oppenheimer <laughs> yeah but I, I can't say anything so so you'll you'll have to see it but don't say anything um yeah i've i've seen the trailer so i kind of know what it's about but I, I yeah i i don't know anything more so i need to watch it uh hell yeah good good choice two great choices mitchell maybe we'll talk about both of them next episode who knows Maybe I'll watch Possum oh, yeah. again it's this Halloween week. season. Talk yeah. about spooky movies. Exactly. Well, shit. Thank you guys for uh, joining us on this episode. Woo-hoo. We're back, baby. The Gimbal Boys are back. The Gimbal Boys. I give our podcast a fizzy dummies out of a Freddo's. So you better give it a, a, a Spangles <laughs> on our Spotify. Hell. You know yeah. The good old Spogs. Those spogs over on Spotify. All right, I'm sorry, I'll stop. Starting to sound like Stewie. Five curly Frodo's. <laughs> Guys, we'll see you in the next episode. Make sure to watch uh, Cobwebs before the next episode. And uh, yeah, Mitchell, you, you got anything you want to say to the lovely people? Gimbal boy.